It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up, dude? What's up, pool heads? Yeah, doing yeah. all right. Looking, looking fly today. I feel like we don't use that enough. That is, that is the official name of our community. Um, like Beyonce has the Beehive. Our people are the pool heads, but we don't use that enough. Thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for reminding me. The pull off heads. <laughs> the pull out heads. Pull out heads. <laughs> Cordis interruptus. So last but- week we didn't record. Simon had a really hectic day on the day that we recorded. It's a busy time for us in general. And then the next day, I was in full, you know, again, I've mentioned before, my old ass is in school this semester. And so I had finals that week and I just not prepared to be in school at all. And so I took a final and instead of like, I didn't want to get on the and record with Simon like bummed that I just bombed a final. Like I just didn't want to sound like I didn't want to be here. So instead, I had a buddy in town, and I went and uh, drank with him because no one was going to record that that I'm aware of. Uh, so we're back. We're back. It's good to talk to Simon. It's been a long time. Uh, if once just like shouldn't have left to you like like thirty minutes ago. I talked to a dope beat the step to you. <laughs> How are you guys doing out there? You guys can't respond, so I just hope you answer in your car or <laughs> yeah. while you're running. <laughs> Leave a pause so I can <laughs> respond. Like Dora the Explorer. How are you guys doing out there? And then you just like stare. <laughs> Behind the bushes. How have you been? It's been a week. We we promised to to we're gonna figure out a way to like sort of not take any breaks anymore. We we're talking about some things. Yeah. So. F breaks. Uh yeah, I'm all right. Um I'm almost almost done with my show. So that'll slow down. My wife is frying something in the house. I can smell it. Um, Baloney. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I, uh, we're going through a storm right now, so hopefully the electric grid doesn't go down. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I'm good. I've been on kind of a collecting spree. Um, I, a while ago, I had sold my I agent. thought you were on a freeze. Well, yeah, but I've just been trading, really. Ah, smart. Um. So a while ago, I traded my agent Gomez for this other thing. I was like, I kind of miss the guy in the suit. But they made another one for some reason that isn't as popular. And it's a gold mez, what they call it. He's got, <laughs> he's got a gold head, a black suit, and like a gold tie. Hmm. And he's got the same accessories and everything, minus a jacket. But he also comes with like a 24-karat gold-plated head, <laughs> like for real. And that's not as popular? That's weird. Yeah, it's heavy as hit. But anyway, I got him, and then I got the... Yeah, because I like that Agent Gomez, too. I was set... Again, for you guys listening out there, Simon's collection is my collection. Not by <laughs> ownership, but because I live vicariously through him. So uh, I was kind of sad that we got rid of it. <laughs> we got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. And then I got uh, I got Iron Fist uh through trade and he's legit which like, one the is it a mezco iron fist yeah it's a mezco iron fist Ooh, i gotta see yeah. that yeah he looks really good um he's uh, almost comic accurate like he didn't have the big is it the green jumpsuit it's all yeah. like solid green jumpsuit 
Uh-huh. I think I've seen that one. Uh, yeah, that one's really cool. Yeah, it looks dope. The sculpting is really good. And then um and then I got a Gomez of Death, which is kind of Bruce Lee esque. That sounds intense. So I've been collecting mostly Mesco lately. Yeah. No new Marvel figures or anything? No, but I did get this today. You know, nobody out there can see it, but it was at Target. It's a Fortnite figure. <laughs> and it's a cat <laughs> on a robot. Okay, so I I'm going to admit something to you guys out there. And I will give my reasoning. I still play Fortnite, mainly because when my nephews were really, really young, when it first came out, I guess when it came out a few years ago, you know, they were younger, we played it. And then every now and then they just jump back on it. And so then I'll play it with them. I have that character in the game and it is my favorite character because it's so silly. I, over the years, have realized that I'm a cat person. If you've watched the visual on this, you know. I'm always fighting with so this. You watch the visual on it, you see him turning into a cat yeah. right now. And there's no cat there, so <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> I won the fight. But yeah, that, that figure is amazing. I like the whole concept. I, I wish that we would have created a comic book character about that exact whole setup. Like a cat controlling a robot body. Yeah, they uh well that there's this really good game called gato roboto it's real short mm. but it's like a metroidvania it's great Ooh. it's on switch um and fortnite is already we are in a in a ongoing lawsuit with fortnite right now that we're yeah. going to inevitably we, lose because, that we haven't started <laughs> because yeah because we are representing ourselves we don't actually have lawyers or anything like that and the whole case is us emailing them like hey man we thought of that first yeah we got a character with the toaster head we did that yeah, so they have a character called Kitbash, which is again is a good name. That is a good name for a character. Kitbash, and it has he has a toaster head, and that is probably one of the first characters that we and by we I mean Simon created for our legendary Fantastic book. Legendary, so legendary it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, it's like a legend, like it's a, lost like to a, time, like a folk tale. <laughs> oh man, uh, so yeah, we're gonna get. We're going to owe them money probably by the end of this. So, <laughs> Well, they and it was between... So I don't play Fortnite, but I, they have killer character designs. Um, oh, man, it's so good. And uh, they had this one and they had the Mousicles. Yeah, which is like a big muscular cat. Which weirds me out. So I got yeah. this one. I use both of them. Again, because I've come to the realization that I'm a cat person. I was not an animal person at all. Simon knows me. I hate animals. Yeah. But, uh, I like cats. I saw him punt a cat once. (laughs) There is an old story. This is a problem. We'll get cut out. But when we were in college together, our friend Jeremy has been on the podcast before. Do you remember us walking around campus and uh, you you getting very angry at us? He said, if I throw this, if I pick up this cat, throw it up against (laughs) a building, you'll kill me. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I got up to call Jeremy and ask him if he remembers that. Oh, yeah, he'll remember that. <laughs> I think the deal is that I would just be very, I would be upset that that was in your nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, I was trying to, I would, a mirror fucks me up. But anyway. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, somebody picking up a cat <laughs> and just <laughs> chunking it. I'd be like, whoa, bro. This is what it was like uh, hanging out with us in our early days. A lot of nonsense and <laughs> Diamond being the relative voice of reason. I guess, man. It sucks, man. Someone's got to do it. So we've uh, bantered enough about our lives. So for anyone that doesn't care about us, I'll put the show notes 
I'll put in the show notes when the trending topic starts. So you <laughs> past all that stuff. So we're going to go into the trending topics section of the podcast. Let's jump right in. Since we didn't miss, or since we missed last week, I want to kind of talk about a few things that we would have talked about last week. First of all, the Venom 2 trailer, I got to know, we haven't talked about it at all, and I, I didn't want to bring it up to you for the specific reason of talking about it on the podcast. So what did you think? Oh, I think it'll be fine. It looks it looks better than the first one, in my opinion, so far. So, I mean, we'll just see if it is better. <laughs> yeah, my thing is that I do not think it will be worse right. than the first one. I am not, um, I don't romanticize this movie at all. The first one was objectively bad. Like it, it was, it was a bad movie. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I say, oh, yeah. I say it in every episode. I like terrible things. Th- that Venom one was enjoyable. I don't really like the white veins in lieu oh. of the chest piece. I wish that they would get away from that, and maybe it'll happen at the end of this movie or something. I would imagine that they have to do it. Like it's something that they're like, "Oh yeah, the people want it." So, we'll... oh yeah, that's something else I got. Sorry, no. I, in a trade, I got the Moffex Venom comic version. So he looks—he's a really detailed version of like the comic, like less than big Venom. You're on the, mute. The thinner one. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, so I got him and another figure in a trade. Did it but, come with the Eddie Brock flat top head? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and uh, that's something, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the white veiny stuff, and I've been thinking about um, customizing my movie Venom. Yeah. I've seen some really cool ones that people Do have you done. care about that movie Venom? Because you could probably resell it when the movie comes out for like a lot of money. I'm sure they're going to come out with another one. Yeah, but people are weird. I think my dogs are outside. That's weird. Um, now, I mean, do I care about it a lot? Mm. I guess not. No, <laughs> I'm confused on what you just said. You said I was going to say, do you care about the figure? Is it like a figure oh. that you want to keep? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool one. I'm not gonna lie. I just that's my main gripe about the Venom movies is I don't like the the weird white veins. Uh, I like. I feel like they. It's iconic. His chest symbol. Right. So I hope that they add it in. I'm really, really glad that they fixed Woody Harrelson's hair because it looked so stupid. Like fucking Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> it, looked, it looked so bad in the end of the uh, the first one. So we didn't really. We saw Carnage, but it was very dark. We didn't, you know, really see him. He, he looks exactly like the other symbiotes. So yeah. Hopefully he has some distinct traits in the light. <laughs> That's they gotta save money on CGI. Everything's in the dark. <laughs> some people are are upset that it has sort of a comedic tone to it, but I I don't know. The, the first one did too. Yeah. I think it's fine. I thought it was weird that he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one, but like in the first scene when he was singing that song, we're just like mm, Oh yeah, yeah. That's weird. But whatever. I think again. I have very low expectations for this movie, just like I did the first one. And so if it is watchable and entertaining, I will love it. Yeah. So I just hope Spider-Man shows up and gets his head bit off. You know, honestly, even if it were just like, you know what? We need to come up with it because he has a terrible, weird New York accent. We need to come up with the insignia 
And he's yeah. like, you know what would be cool? Yeah. Whatever. They or if like some homeless guy makes like a like a cardboard sign and creates his own Venom thing. He's like, Venom, we love you. Homeless people love him for some reason. I don't know. But if it was just like some random person made the sign up and it was like, oh yeah, I like that. And just took yeah. it on. Do it. I don't know. I just I hope that they do it. I really don't like the veiny look. I think they I think he looks perfect other than that. Yeah, like they, his size, his his face. I love the way he, you know, uh, takes over Eddie Brock's body. I think they got that perfect. I just really, really need that that symbol. Some stupid, but mm-hmm. whatever. Loki is straying away from the Friday releases and dropping on Wednesdays. Yeah. So I don't know if that affects you in any way. I'll, I don't know. It's just another show to watch on a different day. They knew that we were going to review it, and so Mm -hmm. they were moving it. Yeah, they're doing it for us. They should do it on Tuesdays that way, or Mondays. Do it on Sundays. Yeah. (laughs) Or Fridays. So they should have just left it alone. They should, yeah. yeah. Weirdly, what they should have done is with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they should have did that on Wednesdays, since it was going up against Invincible. Not that they really competed. I mean, people have two hours to spare, usually. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about Loki. Um, I just hope they stop putting out more teasers and stuff. Marvel is getting really, really bad about over tea. I guess they have been for a while, like overdoing it on the trailers and teasers and stuff. So, yeah. Hopefully we can just watch the show without knowing everything that's going on in it. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. I need answers now. Why would you? Yeah, I don't even want to watch the show. Give me all the trailers. Speaking of not knowing what's going on, Emily Blunt was on, I think, Howard Stern. That guy's still around. And she claims that neither her or her husband, John Krasinski, have been contacted about being cast in the MCU as the Fantastic Four, which is the fan cast that's been going on for years. The fans kind of create their own monster. We've talked about it numerous times on the podcast. Yeah. Speculation and fan cast. They just kind of... They get so dead set that they are correct, and then they get this weird following around it. And now I think they won't accept anyone but John Krasinski or Emily Blunt. Right. It becomes um, like even major journalists pick it up and make stories on mm-hmm. it, or major yeah. Facebook news. But you yeah, know. yeah, I think it's weird. I, of course, I think that it would be a good casting. They're both really good actors. I think it would be great, and they both sort of, you know, fit the part. I I don't think that it's like make or break, though. She said herself in this interview that she doesn't even like superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I would rather have someone that that wants to do it and is excited to be that character rather than someone just like, oh, I guess I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like Anthony right. Mackie, for example. I wasn't the biggest fan of Anthony Mackie. But in an interview last night, he said, I hope that my MCU contract lasts for two more decades. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I will only do this. <laughs> I, I will do this. That's it. I will star in whatever TV shows, movies, commercials. I will do it. I love it. Like, I want the characters to, you know, obviously not give up their whole lives, but to care about it and want to be the character. You want him to be. I want him to be the Falcon. Captain America. Yeah. No, I want him to be the Falcon. Black Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Black Falcon. <laughs> what do you think about this, man? Do you 
do you care? Because I don't care either. I they um, I think they do a relatively good job at casting people. Yeah. So uh, so whoever they pick, I think it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I it uh, it matters not to me. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find whoever. I'm still going for John Hamm as Mr. Fantastic. John Hamm would be good. I would like that movie to be in the sixties and John Hamm in it. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a good movie no matter what. I hope. I really hope. I just watched Fantastic Four 2 the other day, and I actually really like that movie. It's cheesy. Um, the besides Gal- one. Yeah, besides Galactus, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Well, you see a shadow. What's wrong with him being in the cloud? He was like a giant like butthole cloud. <laughs> <A> butthole <laughs> consuming the earth. Right, but when you uh, there's there like a, a, yeah, there is a scene where you see him. It's like going over the moon or something. You see his actual silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Not they had enough. to they had to cut the CGI. I imagine in that movie, that was like 2006 or something. Probably harder to make clouds in 2006 <laughs> than it would have been to make a giant guy in purple. Well, they nailed Silver Surfer. I don't want to go on a tangent on this old ass movie, but I thought that he looked amazing in that movie. Yeah, so. I think it'll be good. Whatever. I don't think. I spelled damn wrong over here. So, um, a weird thing. The director of Loki, which we were talking about Loki earlier, the director of Loki said that she had multiple inspirations for this show, including Blade Runner. That's cool. Mad Men. I know, you know, it's a time travel movie, so or time travel show, so that's cool. And Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. At this point, I feel like they just are fucking with people. <laughs> yeah. Tinky winky. Like they saw how people speculated about uh, in WandaVision and how bad people speculate that entire show. So now they're just saying whatever they want. Right. I'm just, I'm just surprised that Mephisto hadn't come out yet. He is one of the Teletubbies. Oh, That's he's the gay one. <laughs> Do you remember when everybody's like, he's gay? Yeah, I do remember like, that. He is a puppet. <laughs> yeah, it was like in the newspapers. People, it was like a big deal. Mm. Not that I read newspapers back then. <laughs> it was in the papers. Speaking of things that I don't understand, we got another damn. <laughs> we got another uh... damn <laughs> Black Widow teaser. Why? Gotta keep that hype rolling, dog. But maybe, like, hey, man, we all want to see this movie. Maybe just release it early. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. We don't need to see anything else. We're like, Taskmaster reveal is the only thing we need in this movie for us to know the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, we're going to find out that Taskmaster is Black Widow's mom the whole time. And that's that's the only thing that we don't know about this movie. And I just spoiled it for everybody. You did it. That'd be great. But your I'm prediction. Gonna, I just took that clip out and I'm going to post it online and be like, yeah, we told you first. I said it. I said it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I'm not even really excited about this movie. I want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. But another, t- I didn't even watch this. Did you watch the new teaser? Mm-mm. I didn't either. I just I didn't know it existed, man. Yeah. 
life's been a blur. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got me, man. To show you about things, to tell you about things that I didn't even watch myself. <laughs> Speaking of something that I didn't watch last night, I, probably a few days ago, by the time you listen to this, were uh, we had the MTV Movie Awards. Dang, man, that still exists. Again, didn't watch it. Probably couldn't pay me to watch it. Probably could pay me to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would I, watch it about an hourly wage. That's a little extreme. Marvel really scored big at the MTV Movie Awards. Elizabeth Olsen won Best Performance in a Show for WandaVision. Anthony Mackie won Best Hero in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn won Best Fight in WandaVision. Katherine Hahn won Best Villain, and WandaVision, WandaVision won Best Show, and Wednesday Vision won Best Review Show <laughs> for WandaVision. At least best name. Yeah. At least best name. So they won a lot of awards that probably no one under the age of 35 cares about. Because what is MTV? It's still there, man. Somebody <laughs> likes it. But you're right. Probably not anybody over 35. So, yeah, that was um, that was something. They won a lot of awards. The popcorn awards that they're probably going to throw away when they get home. Apparently, they don't get to keep those. Like, there's one that circulates. Maybe it's different now, but there was oh, one that would circulate, and then they just hand them off, and then they get one later. But they can't keep the ones that they're given at the award show. Damn, MTV, you're fucking up. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay, they won all those awards. That's cool. Those are all good shows, and I think they all deserve those, because who were they going up against? <laughs> <laughs> like, who was who would have won Best Hero? Best hero, uh, Catherine Heigl in whatever, <laughs> whatever she's in Grey's Anatomy. She's, I don't think she's still in Grey's Anatomy. She's not, she's definitely not. You know, uh, I, yeah, I, I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday night, we finally got a look at a movie that I had no idea existed and was being made Snake Eyes, GI yeah. Origins, yeah, the upcoming solo film. About the fan favorite assassin. Uh, fan favorite assassin. Listen, I do not like origin movies because there was a, a very popular movie called Wolverine X-Men Origins <laughs> years ago. Uh, so this already by the title is getting a thumbs down from me. Yeah. But the trailer looked cool. Did you watch it? Uh, a little bit. But, you know, okay, so I've been wondering. I saw these things on Amazon from Hasbro. They were like placeholder, and they were on Big Bad to Toy Store, too. And I was like, why is Snake Eyes? Who's this? It was a Snake Eyes. They weren't really high because Snake Eyes usually just gets bought up and people sell it for a lot of money. Um, but I was surprised it was only 20 bucks, hadn't come out yet. And I'm like, who is this unmasked face for Snake Eyes? Didn't know that they were making a movie. That's him. Henry Golding. I like that guy. He's been in a few different like rom-coms. I've always thought that he could be a bigger actor, and so now he's playing Snake Eyes. That's cool. Action film. Yeah. It looks cool. Uh, it will do really well with the Fast and Furious audience. John Wick fans. I like John Wick. I'm not crapping on that, but those kind of people that just love that. It's an action movie. Right. So. So, is he going to talk in it, though? Because I don't think Snake Eyes ever talks. I think that's like his thing, right? Well, that maybe he gets his tongue sliced out. 
That'd be cool. Because that wouldn't be cool, but I mean, be kind of cool. Hopefully, it would make sense. I don't know. I'm excited. Maybe Storm Shadow will come in and cut his jaw, bottom jaw off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what do you got going on, man? What is out? What do you want? What have you, I mean, you already talked about what you picked up a little bit. Yeah. Well, Marcus just sent me this picture of a Daily Bugle. The Lego set. Yeah. What the hell, man? It's crazy looking. It's probably going to be at $400. It looks insane. It comes with like 30 characters. Yeah. I won't be getting it, but that's very cool. Yeah. It looks awesome. It's got the Punisher in it. What? And it has like a Daredevil one, Carnage, Venom. I mean, it has a lot of figures. Uh, And it comes in compartments too. So it's like the Daily Bugle, Bugle will break up into different sets. Yeah. So that's really cool. I'm not a big Lego collector Spider-Mobile. Um, at all, but I do think that is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to collect anymore now, Yeah, but it's very cool. The Spider-Mobile's in it though. I might get it just for that. Spider-Mobile is cool. <laughs> not very logical, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So other than that, I'm waiting on one figure to come in that I bought um, not that long ago. And then I did... I pre-ordered by for that Gotham Gotham by Gaslight by Mesco. Yeah, I saw that. That looks really cool, man. Uh, it does look really cool. I will say that the one that I got the not knockoff, but the one that I got here, I like a little better. I think the model itself mm-hmm. looks better. Um, but I'm sure this other one will be cool too. I also uh, found a. <clears throat> I also found a. I'd say knockoff, but it's just like a different different company or brand. brand. Yeah. Um, and it they have like Agent K and J, like Will Smith and Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. So that comes out apparently at the end or at the end of this year. And then they're making a another knockoff brand of Inkblot, basically, which is um Rorschach. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting both of them hoes. That's pretty cool. Is it uh from the movie K K and J from Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon would be cool. That would be cool. But it is it is like the sculpt of Tommy Lee Jones and the sculpt of Will Smith. That's cool. I love that movie. I saw all those movies opening day when I was younger. So I huge fan of that franchise. I don't I don't think I've ever saw the third one though. The third one's okay. I Which rewatched is, it. That's it, like a time travel one, right? Yeah, and the the plot does some weird stuff, but it's good. And Josh Brolin is in it, I think. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I, I know a lot about it, obviously, but I've never seen it. When I watched the one with Chris Hemsworth, I didn't see that one. You're not missing much. That's it. That's all we have for trade. Oh, wait. The Marvel Infinity Saga Legends, they've been dropping like every week or a few every week. What do you think about those? They look cool. Um, they started off with Quicksilver. That was to me. I was always, I was automatically like, I guess they got that one out because after they released like the other ones, no one really would really give a shit about Quicksilver. It's it's for completionists, but yeah. um, they revealed Surtur, I guess today. I saw and that. Yeah, the new Iron Man and uh, not new Iron Man. They like the, the original. First, yeah, the yeah, first, the first first one with the little a few attachments and stuff like that. So. And last week they had, which I think is the best one that they've come out with so far, and it is really cool. It's something that I 
contemplated buying was the the snap Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then it came. It was like a dual set with Thanos with the uh, before he snaps. Yeah, well, and he's got like a dusting effect too. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. It looks so cool. Um, but no, that would be something that I would just sit in the closet for me. So It'd be worth something someday. Yeah, it's an investment. I, I might still buy it. <laughs> for just, I don't know why. Yeah. Any interest in those? I know you have a, a Thanos already. I have a couple. I, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. As far as like Marvel is concerned, I used to get the expensive stuff. And in some I do, you know, mm-hmm. like it was going to be really hard to find a Marvel Legends Captain America with the hammer. So yeah. I got the figure. Same with that Iron Man. It was going to be hard to find one with all the shit. Of course, now they're coming out with one that has all the stuff. But yeah. um, at any rate, like those are cool. But a lot of stuff like the Thanos that I have, it's a figure arts. And it's you're like afraid to move it because you might break it. Yeah. But Marvel Legends, you could just sling that shit across the room and it wouldn't break. So. Yeah, they're dense. How much more is are these Icon Series Legends than regular Marvel Legends? The Icon, is that what the new ones are? I guess it's like Marvel Infinity Saga series. Oh, uh, not really. I mean, like, server's going to be more because it's bigger. The and that MK- set was 60, right? Of... 63 is what it's yeah. on a big bed but the rest are just normal prices hmm. that's because nobody wants quicksilver well he's 27 so he's not really normal prices Ooh. but they are raising their prices for hasbro's raising their prices or all their figures of course they are because people are buying them man yeah and they're going to buy them if they raise them oh yeah yeah i mean people be like damn it <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's how I am about comic books. Uh, DC did this stupid thing where they have their regular cover, and then which is like flimsy. It's all paper. They, I think, they even like lowered the grade of paper they use for their regular <laughs> cover. And then for a dollar more, you can get this really, really nice cardstock variant cover. I get it every time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not paying a dollar more for the same book, but I did. I do it every single time. Yeah. Oh, we're just easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm an easy sell for sure. Easy boys. That's all we got for trending topics. We're going to take a second to listen to some ads, and we'll be right back. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards all your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find and it will really help out the show. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record... 
we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to those ads. This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade. Sometimes we call it a trade review. Mm-hmm. Uh, buy, sell. <laughs> this episode of the podcast, we are reviewing a book called Firepower. And I will say that this episode might be relatively short because it's it's a little different than usual usually i break down every issue and do a summary for every issue and then we kind of go through the issues this one is an ogn which is an original graphic novel for you weirdos out there that don't know what that means i didn't know what it meant thank you most most people (laughs) i it's written by robert kirkman illustrated by chris samney robert kirkman's one of my favorite writers chris samney is easily one of my favorite illustrators definitely right up my alley it had a weird start though and i will explain that and that's why i say this episode is probably going to be relatively short because it's just different we we couldn't i couldn't break this down in issues because it's just one ongoing story Mm. so if we fall into our panel by panel we're going to try to limit that but if we do pan you know we do fall into that panel by panel we apologize ahead of time i know i apologize for nothing yeah, forget you guys. <clears throat> Hold on one second. Let me clear my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> so Firepower was first announced in December of 2019. I was really excited about it again. I love both of the people that are on this book. The series was originally supposed to release with the original graphic novel in April 2020. And then it was supposed to be followed by issue number one in May 20 in May 2020 which was going to be a free comic book on free comic book day Hmm. so they they had this whole marketing plan because like you've read it and I know you'll you'll see what I'm talking about but like it was supposed to be this standalone sort of story that led into the big reveal for the the main story so we've read as you know we've done or uh, people listening as you guys know the volume one of a of a book or a graphic novel is usually the first five or six issues. This is different because volume one is its own thing. And volume two starts off issue number one. So it's kind of, it's not really confusing. It's just different. <clears throat> As you all know, if you've been alive for the past <laughs> year, coronavirus just threw a monkey wrench in these guys' marketing strategy. Free Comic Book Day 2021 got canceled and there was no real plan after that so if i remember correctly they they rebranded for the free comic book day edition as a promotional edition they still gave it out for free i remember picking it up in my comic book shop because they had the prelude original graphic novels just come out as a graphic novel there's no you know monthly releases as i mentioned and so they had that and then the free book i picked both of them up extremely confused at like what was going on because I read the free book first and then I started the graphic novel like what this is backwards oh it's called prelude that that makes way more sense gotcha 
So it's a it's a little confusing. Not really. It's just different. Difference okay. Just like gay sex. Yeah. It's a little it's, confu- not, it's a little confusing. It's just different. Doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about firepower, volume one, the prelude. It's an all new series, as I mentioned, by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, Invincible, and Oblivion Song. All books that have very high praise for me. Some people are weird about Walking Dead because of the show, but the book was good for what it was. It's a story about Owen Johnson. Owen Johnson's journey to China, or he it's about his journey to China to learn about his birth parents. It eventually leads him to a mysterious Shaolin temple. The students there study to rediscover the quote-unquote firepower, which is the lost art of throwing fireballs. <laughs> it sounds very simple uh, because it is a power they claim will be needed soon to save the world. Will Owen Johnson be the first person in a thousand years to wield the firepower? We don't know. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so it's really hard. Again, we're going to slip into going panel by panel because we don't have the issue breakdown. I want to know. Your initial thoughts. I usually don't do this. I stopped doing this, but this is, again, different. Uh, <clears throat> so overall, well, I don't want to say that. Um, the beginning, just the beginning, I really like that it leads in without saying a word. Um, you get several pages of no dialogue, uh, but the, you know, the story is told really well mm-hmm. through the illustrations yeah, it's just him him climbing through the mountains, Himalaya, yeah. whatever it is. And I had this feeling that it was going to be like it was, like he was, it was going to be snowy, 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 and then all of a sudden, not snowy anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's neat. I, uh, uh, just from the get go, I like the illustrations. Chris Samney is is amazing. He he illustrated Daredevil for I can't remember what volume. He illustrated Daredevil for a while. He did a, a certain run on Captain America. I love his simple art style. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it's it's one of my top five favorite modern artists. That I agree with you. We've talked about on almost every episode loving the fact that we can get dropped into a story without any context, and the story carries us along. And like you said, there's no words in the first couple of pages. You just kind of are going on the ride with this guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. It, it, before we start really getting into it, I want to say, if you are reading this book looking for some like super deep story or anything like that, this might not be the book for you. This is a an action story. Simple. The story is there. But it's not heavy. You know, there's books that are heavy story, light mm-hmm. on the action. This is all action with a decent story. Right. But nothing, like you said, nothing overly complex. It's like yeah. good guy, bad guys. Yeah. Shaolin monks, karate, you know, kung fu movie in a comic. Uh-huh. And he gets to the top of this mountain and you see the master of the Shaolin temple or whatever. And he has Jordans on him. Yeah, so I'm like, like I like that. Automatically piqued my interest. Again, illustrated very well. Um, what do you think about the main character so far? We, again, we just meet him. He meets the shallow monk. 
we're getting the story as it goes. Well, he seems pretty pure of heart, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but honestly, he doesn't seem to have any ill intentions, uh, which I'd like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. You get so used to like, oh, he's going to get this training and then he's going to be an ass or something. But yeah, yeah. You There's so many stories nowadays that have twist where characters you think are good or bad. But this seems like a character traditionally that's like a not Goku, but it's kind of like he's yeah. going to get his training because that's what he does. Like that's he's what he do. He's going hand to hand with the Shaolin master. And the master's like, how do you know that? Where did you learn that move from? And he's like, I learned this from master so-and-so. And he's like, well, I taught him that. How'd you learn that? I learned it from master so-and-so. I taught him that too. And how'd you learn that? I I didn't teach him that, but I taught the guy that taught him that. Yeah. And so I thought that was a good back and forth between him. Yeah, I do like the very uh And he's like, where did you learn that? And he's like, from you just now. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, I'm into it so far. Again, I'm I'm taking it at very face value. And it's not issue by issue. It's something that you read in one sitting. So you don't have... Again, we read graphic novels here. We read volumes. So it's not like we usually read them issue by issue. But it car- for me, it carried very well all the way through. Yeah. Like if it would have been broken up, I feel like it would have been a, a disservice a little bit. Yeah, it definitely works really well as a complete graphic novel. I wouldn't, I don't think I could have waited issue by issue because, um, and we'll get more into this later. It's, it's kind of slow, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Slow as a complete story, but like if it would have ended 26 pages in, I wouldn't have cared enough. I feel like. Right. Definitely. They get into a fight with each other. He's hanging with this Shaolin master. I can't remember what his name is. But he's also been climbing up a mountain for the past two weeks. He is famished. He's dehydrated. He's dying. And he's like, okay, well, you can stay. We'll we'll figure out what to do with you. Whatever. He learns quickly. I, I thought it was cool that he goes through his stuff. Like, this guy is a Shaolin monk, but he's very aware of the outside world. You know, he has the Jordans. That's his thing. He loves to collect them. He's talking to someone on the phone about getting a new pair of Jordans. Goes through all of Owen's stuff, and he's like, oh, this, I'll take this. This is all mine now. <laughs> you you don't need this anymore. You're about to be a, a monk. Mm-hmm. Takes his iPad. All right, iPod. And yeah. So I, I just think that's cool. It's just the guy that's supposed to be the leader of this Shaolin temple, but he's still very much connected to the modern world. I love that. <laughs> He's like, how does this work? Or does it work? He's like, yeah, you just run your finger along the... He's like, no, I know what an He's iPod is. like, I know is. what iPod is. I does it have battery? Yeah, does it work? Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, immediately, he sits down. He's just in this world. Dropped right... He himself is dropped into this world. They scoop him food. They're like, yeah, you're good. Just go eat. They scoop him food. But it's like dry rice mm-hmm. and water or whatever. And he's eating it, and it shows like he's crunching it. Illustrated very well. Everyone else has these full-ass bowls of rice, though. And he's, no explanation. No way that he knows what to do. And then this 
lovely young lady comes to help him. So immediately we get sort of a love interest, even though we know they're not supposed to be a love interest or anything like that. She heats the bowl up. So it starts, you start to learn about this secret power that they have. At least they can warm their hands up. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that's not how rice works, but that's cool. Yeah. Like it takes, uh, it's like steam, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enclosed. Like put it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enclosed steam. But in this, she has superpowers. She can make rice really fast. Yeah. Racist superpowers. <laughs> There's ob- an immediate bully antagonist. This is just following tropes, which is not necessarily bad. It's just, it's, it's done okay. There's yeah. a guy that's angry. New guy. Oh, no. There's a new guy here. Yeah. Anger boy. And so he's mad that this guy is getting help because I guess he's been there since he was a kid and he had to do everything on his own. He's mad that this guy didn't know how to eat on his first day here. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. Yeah, he didn't know how to do this, uh, the steamy steam. And then the the shallow master comes in, does his thing, checks him like, "Hey, sit, you know, sit down, man. This guy is dying. Let him eat, let him eat something. We could teach him how to do that first. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't be able to do that on your first day. Mm-hmm. Chill out. I think it, I think I do think it's weird how he has to have some sort of genius level intellect to be able to like adapt to this world because he is like from the modern world." A normal mm-hmm. guy that obviously is trying to, which we learn, he's trying to find more about his family. So he learns all this, all these different martial arts and all these different uh, disciplines, and he ends up here. But this world is such a change. It's a Shaolin temple again. They have powers now. They reference a a real dragon at some point, but mm-hmm. he adapts relatively well to all of it. Right, it's kind of hard to tell how much time has passed in a lot of this. Yeah. He takes it all well. Like He he walks past this pillar where it looks like it's melted a little bit. And he's like, what's this? That's nothing. Don't worry about it. But it's just like the world is a complete flip from what he's used to. He's got to be a genius. (laughs) I guess. They talk about the statue of this master that started the temple. I imagine that that will play later on in the series. They put a lot of emphasis on this guy that was that stood there protecting the temple for so long that he became a statue. Yeah. I imagine that's going to come back up. I haven't read past um, issue one of the original series, and then I've read this. Right. So we'll see. He just gets completely in, in you know into this world. They introduce him to the guy that protects the dragon which was weird, but, you know, you got to have the the barrier in between the mystery and the main character. I like that guy, and I don't know what he reminds me of, but I, he just seems like... It's interesting because he seems like he would be the best warrior or something. He would have to be, right? Yeah, but you don't see a whole lot of him doing no. anything. After his first day here, he sees the Shaolin master. I should probably really learn his name. <laughs> he sees him outside doing Kamehameha hand stances <laughs> at this pillar. He himself can't shoot fireballs. The whole Shaolin order, as I mentioned in the description, 
They're trying to reclaim the power of throwing fireballs. Whether they're all very good at fighting, very good at mastering the power of heating up their hands and sort of channeling that that chi, I guess. Mm-hmm. None of them can actually shoot out, you know, Ryu Harukens or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He goes down to learn and he's like, listen, man, I'm not going to teach. This is day one. I'm not teaching you this right now. <laughs> you have a lot of shit to learn before you're down here with me. Uh, and then he bounces. Yeah. He, he gets into a fight with this chick that helped him in the beginning. Yeah, kind of a training thing. Yeah. And then... This is the first time that you really see how the powers can benefit. Yeah. Just by. Uh, because she doesn't hit him, but being in his proximity and having that heat around him, she burns his face. Yeah, like she misses the punch, but burns his face at the same time. I thought it was great, though, because you typically think of these situations like guy versus girl. He's obviously going to be like smug and take it easy on her. But the first panel, she's like, hit me as hard as you can, or you can try to, which is like, okay, she's badass. She's going to dodge it and beat his ass. He punches the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole panel is just her in a blur. He punches her so hard. But she gets up, they fight, and that's what you're talking about. She misses a punch, but burns his face. Mm-hmm. But in that, you know, she's kind of trying to teach him how to use the energy and he's like you said he's he's so smart that he figures it out in like three panels yeah she's like i don't have to touch you i don't have to hit you at all you're i could beat you by just missing all my punches he's so smart that like you said he figures it out and he almost knocks her ass off the mountain right and so that love story begins and he's automatically the Shaolin Masters automatically there like, that's not allowed. That's my Shaolin Asian voice. No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And then it's a montage for the next couple of pages. Montage. Him training. He has burn marks all over his body. As he gets, as he progressively gets better, the burn marks lessen and lessen. He does pull out a picture of his family, though. It's the first time we see it. He's better. That, pretty much the next few, the next like four pages are him learning this power and just being there. Like you said, it's hard to see, it's hard to tell how much time has actually passed. He's sitting there with the, the master and he's like, listen, you're having a hard time channeling the power. But like, he kind of explains it to him. And he's like, I want you to just focus on charging my phone. He does it. And it's not, it's like a Mr. Miyagi moment. Like... I want you to charge my phone. Oh, because I need to use my phone. Yeah, just but, at the right time. But like, just because I need to use my phone doesn't mean that it didn't benefit. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that it didn't benefit right. you as well. And uh, he gets, immediately gets on the phone and tries to order some new Jordans, which I thought was great. <laughs> he becomes the, one of the best guys. Heroes. Heroes journey. He becomes the best. Around. He... There is a, it was a cool ritual. They're all bald here at this Shaolin temple, as monks usually are. They he burns his own hair off, which is fucking intense. I bet it smells terrible, <laughs> which is intense because he has long hair. But the mm-hmm. I guess being fully accepted into the the monastery or whatever you would call it, you have to do that rite of passage where you burn off your hair and 
except the fire powers. <laughs> the only complaint I have about his character design and the bald character design in general, it's they do a pretty good job of differentiating everybody. And obviously, you know when it's Owen and when it's not. But he also just kind of looks like a Mr. Clean, like a regular ass. Yeah, he looks like a regular guy. Then he finally gets accepted by the master and they start working on this pillar together. And it just kind of becomes this thing. He adapts to the situation extremely well. Hero's journey, there's no reason why he's as good as he is. It's just an action story. Just for the sake of the story, he's that good. He's the chosen one, essentially. They're the angry guy is the antagonist so far because then they start getting in the fight. They're like, Oh, you think you're the hot shit. I'll show you. Mm -hmm. And obviously hand behind the back, dodging his punches. <laughs> He's the, the badass now, but when they get into the fight, the picture drops out and everybody recognizes Owen's parents. This, in my opinion, this story does a really good job at pacing. Like they do the montages. They, Keep you interested enough, but now the story progresses. Owen's a badass. We get it. Chill. But the bit, the real part of this scene is how everybody acknowledges that picture. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows his mom because yeah. she got around. You know what I'm saying? Because she's a B word, <laughs> and his dad was chasing that crazy butt, man. A P word, <laughs> and so. They're trying to figure out what Owen's angle is at this point. They're like, damn, okay. Maybe he's not the good guy. Mm -hmm. Then he goes and, you know, for some reason, he's following this butterfly around a lot. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Like, the butterfly helps him get to the monastery. He's also following the butterfly. It's a very prominent single panel of just the butterfly. White, white background. And then he's about to get freaky with the, with the bald lady that obviously is love interest. She's a good looking lady, I, I guess. <laughs> Before that happens, obviously, the Shaolin master steps in. Hey, no, we're not doing that. Show mm -hmm. me, show me that picture. And then we get the immediate story. Like, hey, I don't know these people really. But I'm trying to figure out more about myself. And then he tells him, like, I don't even think he tells him right now. No, he doesn't. He he's, like, so he yeah, yeah. he's like, you, you need to decide if you really want to know. And once you think about it, I'll tell you. Um, and then that chick's like, yeah. No, your parents are who? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, man. I can't fuck you, dude. Your parents are evil. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> And so he starts getting sort of like, uh, he's like the black sheep now. He was the hot new hotness, mm -hmm. beating everybody's ass, but now everybody's ignoring him, which is sad. And now he's like, okay, obviously tell me everything. You find out that his dad was a member of the monks, but then his mom was like just some evil lady. She had, you know, she had that good loving, put it on him. She got and, that good, good. And he betrayed, he betrayed all of them for her. Mm -mm -mm. and Owen was born and Owen obviously is a good guy we learned that I don't know what do you think so far I mean I'm 
I'm loving the story so far. It's really holding me, hold my interest. Um, it is super simple, but yeah. I, we knew that there was going to be, I'm glad it wasn't a term, uh, turn that he was evil or something, but yeah. we knew that there was going to be some kind of twist. And the fact that they kept referencing that uh, picture, he kept looking at the picture, you know, it's got to have a payoff somewhere. So, yeah. The guy comes back. The, uh, the Flash Thompson of the story, the bully. Mm-hmm. He's chasing Owen now. They're going to beat the shit out of him. And we know you're up to something. We're going to beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. <laughs> it gets out. We see the, the lurch guardian of the dragon again. Owen starts fighting these guys. He's getting jumped. So that the guardian steps in. But what? Owen is so wrapped up in trying to figure out if this dragon is real still. That he's like, damn, instead of being like thankful that you just saved my life, he dips off into this forbidden area. Well, and the only reason, yeah, he gets that guy involved by jumping in that forbidden area. Like yeah. that's what he's trying to do or something around that. But then, yeah, he distracts him and wants to check out the dragon. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the, uh, he didn't. He luckily didn't say anything because the shallow master comes in, kicks him out, and he's like, "What did you?" Say? It was like a big deal. He's like, "What did you say in there?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "I didn't say anything." He's like, "Are you sure you didn't say anything?" And then, uh, then he gets him out. The yeah. guys are. It was a cool like kung fu movie moment because the guys that were chasing him and beating him up were up on this uh, sort of stand with buckets of water around their neck and they had to be on there with like one foot like torture mode and he's like hey it's good to see you like how long do you think these guys should be here and he's like you get to choose but if you say less than this if you say one day there's consequences Mm -hmm. for you you can say 10 days 10 days is as much as i'm going to do but if you say 10 we'll just do 10 and it'll be good but if you say one there's consequences. And he's like, what kind of consequences? And he has, Owen himself has to go up there. Which plays into what you said earlier about him actually being pure of heart. Yeah. Because he says to the guy, he was like, uh, the, you know, bully says, this doesn't change anything. And he says, listen, man, it's okay. I would be ashamed too, because we both know if the shoe was on the other foot, you would put me up here for as long as you could. Right. He's like, and I feel bad. Like, I'm embarrassed for you. I, I'm ashamed for you that you would do that. And the guy shuts up. Mm-mm. It's cool. Owen's out there still working with the guy at night, working with the master, just chipping away, trying to throw fireballs out their hands. <laughs> and then I don't remember if immediately, I think there's another montage of him like training or something like that. But then there's an attack. There's like the, of the basketball scene. I think that's like the ma- montage. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're playing like Shaolin basketball, <laughs> yeah. which is cool. Again, this is a this is an action movie in a book. Yeah, and I so one thing I got to say about all this are the action scenes. The way they they do a very anime style like movement with the mm-hmm. blurred edges, and they also just do really great posing. Uh, yeah, I was looking at this a lot and thinking, man, I'm gonna. I might use some of this posing in my uh, photography, you know, it's just yeah. so good. 
So anyway, yeah, it's really good. And again, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah. like it doesn't have to. I feel like the simplicity really, really adds to it, man. Yeah, the further you get away, like sometimes they're just sticks and some lines, mm-hmm. um, but still looks good. In the middle of the Shaolin game, this giant blimp. I love blimps, man. I mm-hmm, feel like yeah. they are just the, they're not used enough. And when they are, I think it's perfect. And this giant blimp with the bad guys coming in. Shaolin, they shoot some arrows at Shaolin Master. Obviously, he, yeah, Matrix just... catches them all and shit. And then you're starting to learn, you know, the same order that the, that Owen's parents were a part of. Apparently, attack the monastery a lot. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened since Owen's been there. So they kind of like, hey, you don't really know what it's like yet. And then this is his first attack. They're all boots on the ground. They're all trying to survive. I think from what I gathered is they're trying to get to the dragon. Right. They want to. So what he says at the I guess at the beginning, or maybe after this, they kind of talk about the different clans and basically, oh, he mentions it when he's talking about his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they want to get to the dragon to basically burn the whole world. Yeah, and the the Shaolin monks, they have different names for different sects or whatever. One of them like Earth Scorchers or something crazy like that. Missionary. <laughs> Doggy style. This group, <laughs> this group that Owen is a part of now, is basically trying to keep the dragon at bay mm-hmm. rather than like use the dragon or anything or worship the dragon. They are trying to keep the dragon locked up. And like you said, they're, the other group, the evil quote unquote evil group is trying to have the dragon just roam the earth, destroying everything. Lots of great action scenes, probably t- six pages of just fights. Yeah. Which is good. I think it's good. I think this book has gotten some flack from people about being all action, but I think it is good to get books like this every now and then. Yeah. Like the story is not bad. The story is actually entertaining. The art really makes up for it. Not not even makes up for it, but really sort of, I don't know the word, doesn't make up for it, but it actually is like the icing on the cake. Yeah, it compliments well. There's... um. One scene that I like in particular, these guys are shooting arrows or whatever, and Ma hit the the bully or whatever, and this other guy, they're basically <laughs> shooting arrows, spinning them around, like catching them and spinning them around their bows and oh. shooting them right back, and they do that two or three times, which is kind of funny. That's so cool, man. This is gonna, and this is something that's gonna be made a movie, obviously, or a show or something. Like these things get picked up pretty easily, and. Um, I hope it's just a comic. I really like the book. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Me too. But then drops in the real antagonist of the book. It looks like it's just a full page, which I, I, I like to read comic books and and feel like a little, like a, like a, I'm a kid again, reading the book. Mm -hmm. Like this is a pure Ninja Turtle shredder mode moment. It's just an explosion in the background, and this main antagonist is dropping down. There's no words, there's no panels, there's nothing in it except except this guy dropping ahead. Yeah, after they they just do, they and one thing they do is they just destroy the dirigible, the plimp, the blimp. Like, the Shaolin monks. 
take down the evil guys. Dirigible. <laughs> yeah, I learned that word from Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> it's very flammable. <laughs> Which, yeah, if you shoot fire arrows at a blimp, you win. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's before, you know, before the moment of the main antagonist, the guy's like, oh, the ship's um, compromised. We got to abandon. He's like, go. You yeah, know, get the fuck out of here. I got this. Yeah. And he just looks evil. I mean, it's just, it's perfect, in my opinion. He drops down and he just starts kicking ass. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that he goes up against the master of this temple. It's it's implied that he was there before. I don't know if he's Owen's dad. He doesn't seem like he's old enough because Owen's like a full-ass grown man. Yeah. But it's implied that he was a student at this temple before. So it could right. be Owen's dad. And he just smashes the shit out of the training instructor guy. The big mustache dude. Yeah, which that guy was cool. But yeah, he smashes him. And then the, the gatekeeper which is like the lurch guardian <laughs> comes through and he beats the shit out of him, which yeah. is, they have a back and forth more than the, the trainer. Yeah. But he caves and I don't know if he survives this, but he basically punches him so hard in the helmet that he caves his helmet in. And then all you just see is blood going down his face. So I feel like he does not survive, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he survives. And he tells, he talks to the, his, his previous master he says, you, you don't have to do this. And this is like Kung Fu movie. That, I think that's why I like it so much, because I, I typically like movies like that. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, it's like the, my only, the only line I like from the prequel Star Wars movies is, um, I don't like Anakin, sand. <laughs> the Anakin and Obi-Wan back and forth, where he's like, I will do what I have to do. And, uh, or whatever he says, I'll stop you. However, you know, whatever I need to do, and then Anakin says, "You will try." Yeah, <laughs> like that's my favorite moment of the entire. Like that's one of my favorite Star Wars moments ever. And it's like this: he's like, "Hey man, are you sure you want to do this?" And the master's like, "Well, we'll see." They go back and forth, and the master fucking gets rocked by this dude, man. Yeah. Like you, you think like this the. Typical Shaolin Kung Fu master is the cocky guy that always wins. But no, man, he gets rocked. Like, it's his ca- chest caved in. Yeah, I mean, and it, so he still holds his own, but yes, yeah, he definitely, yeah. you, you think it's going to be over quicker than that. Yeah, you think it's going to be master teaching his old student a lesson. And I say ca- chest caved in mainly because he just punches him and then he's like coughing up blood. Right, and he slides, he does the backwards slide thing yeah and then owen owen's the hero he just he sees him from in the middle of a in the middle of like beating the shit out of regular dudes master waylon that's his name Mm -hmm. he jumps up Uh, owen himself looks up at the statue of the original master of the the whole temple and I and for a moment, he thinks that because they say in their time of need, this guy's going to come back and save everybody. And so in that moment, he believes it all. And he looks up at him and he's a statue and doesn't move. And he says, coward. And yeah. then Owen takes it on himself, beats the shit out of just like 
beating the shit out of everybody <laughs> to get to his, you know, his master. And um, I thought it was cool because it was it. You say you don't want this to be a movie, but I read it like it was like a movie or a show. Well, yeah, me too. I, I mean, just looking at it again, I love all the extra little details. Like, I don't know what this chick has, but she has like a wrap around her arm. She's running. She's using that as a weapon. Yeah, she's just they're just beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, and then this splash page is just yeah. The antagonist has a sword now. He's about to hit his master in the face. He grabs it, sets it on fire. They're going back and forth, burns his face. I mean, it's. I say that the master Waylon got owned, but he's still kicking now. Even though he got his, you know, his shit rocked originally. They're going back and forth. He burns his face, and then they do Dragon Ball Z mode. Yeah, we're just like. <laughs> At that point, he really does kind of get his shit rocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh with the with the you know this summer is, backwards somersault into the wall this is where he really gets his cave, his chest caved in I, I thought this was earlier but i didn't i didn't remember that it was a full ass splash page yeah of him just getting punched i am uh what is what is the word is it onomatopoeia uh maybe the words that are just the action words oh yeah yeah the words that are sounds yeah so I like that in comic books. I'm an old school comic book reader. I like that. I like the bam, the zam, the zip. I like that. <laughs> and he gets his shit caved in to where it looks like he's dead. Yeah. And it just says goom. And that takes up half the panel. But to me, that is so important just personally as like a comic book reader because it's just, it just adds to the environment. Foom. And then like you said, he gets knocked back. Doop, 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 doop. He's, that's such, he's done that's such a great scene too honestly i don't know i i really like it and he's not dead you see him like it's it's a it's like a scene in a movie where he's he's dying and like crawling to like get away from the guy that's killing him mm-hmm. and slowly jason Voorhees style he's walking towards <laughs> him. he's walking towards him and then owen does Dragon Ball Z mode. No! It's like, yeah. he's getting held down by like six dudes. And then he does the command. This is Kamehameha. 100%. Hadouken. He's charging up. All the guys fall, fly off of him. And then he rocks the shit out of that dude. Throws the first fireball in a thousand years. And and it was it was cool because when I was reading it, this is its own page. He hits the guy, or it's going towards the guy. I think it's gonna knock him off panel. Mm-hmm. But the next page is it just completely engulfs him in flames, and he's just like, "What you what what should happen if someone throws a fireball at you? Your body just gets ignited with flames, and this guy just takes it, but he's completely on fire." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, that's fucking perfect." And he drops down. So it wasn't more of like an impact. It wasn't like it wasn't like Kamehameha where he takes him off planet and it shows it like sh- shooting off into space or anything right. like that. Yeah, Kamehameha I always thought was weird because it's not really an explosion. Is it no. as much as it like a push? Like a force, a concussive blast sort of. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like, damn. Damn. 
we've been getting our ass kicked the whole time. We've been kind of like biding our time for him to win. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the henchmen are like, we really suck. We're just waiting on him to win so we can take over everything. Once he gets knocked down, they kind of like take his body and run away. Owen is realizing like, I knew I was the shit, but like, damn. Now I am. Now I'm the chosen one. Um, and they all acknowledge him like, oh, we all knew. We knew the whole time, man. Yeah, we knew. You did. That's the chosen one. This one splash page right before you see the butterfly. Like you see the butterfly in the corner or whatever. And I love that. The, I don't love it. There's like a decapitated body right in the middle. Yeah. In the middle. I didn't realize that at first. Yeah. Uh, it's just a head in a pool of blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then again, Four. the butterfly. And it's 15 years later. So Owen had to be relatively young when he went to the monastery. Yeah. Like he had to be 20. Right. Because he's not old in like this uh, time lapse or whatever. He's just a dude in the suburbs. Just a dude in the suburbs. He goes inside, real clean. He's got a white lady for a wife. It's not the bald chick. Maybe it is. We don't know. You know, we don't know what her hair looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wondered about that too. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell because they didn't really do a lot of, which is smart. They didn't do a lot of detail on her face. Like they did a lot of detail on her face throughout the book. But in this, the wife doesn't have a lot of detail. It's just like mm-hmm. straight line eyes and she's yelling. He's got two kids. He's like in suburbia. Just chilling. He goes outside, can't get the stove. Because you don't even know it's Owen, really. Or I think she says it's Owen or whatever. She calls him Owen. Yeah. But he has a full head of hair again. Can't get the, can't get the grill started. He uses the Johnny Storm <laughs> flame <laughs> on, gets it going, but then you see a ninja, ninja in the trees. He doesn't acknowledge it, but he has his Shaolin senses. He knows there's something. Trouble is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, a foot is a a ninja. Nah, yeah, the ninja right. clan. Sorry. <laughs> but he goes back inside, back to the suburban life, and it's to be continued. What a cliffhanger, subtle cliffhanger to this show be, or to this book because again, within it's only three pages left and it fast forwards fifteen years. Yeah, that that was pretty oh nuts. I was like, damn it, what? <laughs> what happened within these fifteen years? What's happening now? Who's this ninja? What's going on? And this is why the issue number one was supposed to be released at uh, weeks later. And we both read issue number one. He's suburban. There's a ninja there. You don't really get a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it was super weird. Not a lot of talking. I, it, I don't know. No. What did you think overall? Overall, I thought it was great. Yeah. I. I can't say enough nice things about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man, it was just great. It's super simple. simple. Like a movie, like you said. I think Robert Kirkman does that really well with his books. He he basically writes movie scripts. Yeah, he's he writes to to sell to, to Netflix or AMC. <laughs> yeah. He knows what they like. Yeah. Maybe a little bit unten- unintentionally, but yeah, it's definitely... I will say... A little cliche. Cliche American martial arts student 
with a mysterious pet, like you know, cliche nineties kung fu movie. But that doesn't mean it's bad, right? It's actually really good. I think it's a great premise for a story. I'm excited to read more of it. Mm-hmm. Same seas. What did you? So the pacing was. What do you think about the pacing of the original? Like the original graphic novel is something that we haven't read yet. Reviewing uh, books. So, like I'd mentioned, it it was kind of slow um, at the beginning. At some points, when it gets ramped up, uh, you know, into his training. I think it's really, really great. And um, it picks up a lot, especially, I mean, towards the end. And it's just crazy after all that shit, like blowing this guy up, all of a sudden it just like, boom, stops. As we mentioned before, the pacing would be bad if it was individual issues. If we broke this down in five to six issues, I, I would immediately lose interest in this. But as a whole story, they use montages very well. I'm still kind of ambiguous about how much time has passed, uh, mm-hmm. how old he is. Again, we have a time lapse of 15 years. I'm, I think a lot of these things will be answered. The way they answered callbacks in, the, in this volume one, like handled them immediately, I am led to believe that in the story they will continue to do that. I hope. Yeah. So... Um, one thing that I will say is an easy sell for you, and I, I know I hope that I can speak for you. I, I know that I can, is that mm-hmm. we we both enjoy being dropped into a story and the world taking you immediately, yeah. rather than like this is Owen. Owen doesn't know who his parents are. Owen is yeah. now on a journey to find the truth, like. Right. That's terrible. But this, like you said, the first six pages, nothing. You just, you're just following this guy in the mountains. He goes up to this Shaolin temple. It's not snowing anymore. He immediately has to fight the master. And then you yeah. just, you're just in. You're just kind of like following the story along with how it's just unraveling in front of you. So yeah, it is, it is I would agree. It is slow. But since it's a one contained story, I, I feel like it, it was done correctly yeah yeah um yeah man like i said i i enjoyed it i i love the kung fu-iness of it yeah. <laughs> i think it's great let's talk about chris samney's art for a second i don't know if you're familiar with him in the past or anything like that it looks kind of familiar but i don't know i'm sure you've I seen can... daredevil stuff from him. he was on daredevil for a while yeah um what did you think about the art in this book uh, there were times where I, I mean, I loved it overall. I mean, I thought it was great. Um, there were times where I thought maybe it was a little lazy, but I never, I don't know how to describe it. Like I thought, Ugh, geez, you didn't spend any time on that drawing. Yeah. But the colors and everything really make up for that. And it also, it reminds me a lot of, and I can't remember the name right now, but it reminds me a lot of the illustrator for one of my favorite graphic novels. Um, the, uh, League of Ind- Extraordinary Gentlemen. I feel like I mention that pretty often. <laughs> I would agree <laughs> but, with that. Yeah. But it has the same kind of quality. Like, it, um, not super detailed, but a very detailed environment. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It really uses the negative space 
relatively well. So like if it is a, if it is a splash page of one person or two people, like I said, it has the onomatopoeia and it takes up at least half the page. Mm-hmm. The action scenes, I'm a, I love backgrounds. Um, we've talked about it numerous times. More than actual uh, facial expressions from the characters. I mm-hmm. like a detailed background. That's why I'm such a huge fan of Tradmore. Tradmore, I will. He does do very, 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 very amazing facial expressions from his characters. But what you really notice from him is you see the entire page. Yeah, like the whole. Once you turn a page on Tradmore's illustrations, you see the whole page, and then you kind of have to like dig deeper to see what's going on. Yeah, all his lines and everything yeah. kind of lead you there. I'm a huge fan of like backgrounds and like that carrying a story more than. And as I get older and read more books or read more comics, I don't want to sound like a <laughs> like I'm wearing a robe with a pipe or anything. But <laughs> I think the colors mean a lot more to me now than the illustrations, which is weird. They can definitely make up. A lot of the they can do a lot of the work. Yeah, because like you said, there were times where it just seems like the eyes were just lines and the mouth was just like a, you know, simple cartoon mouth. No mm-hmm. other expressions, no details or anything. But the colors and the environment, it just everything made up for everything else. Not saying that anything was necessarily lacking. Mm-hmm. Everything complemented everything really well, in my opinion. Yeah. So, and Chris Amity just, he has that simple style, just, I think it's perfect, man. He's a very good. He's very good. So, <laughs> overall, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, man. It, it was very confusing, and I'm glad. I was worried when you said to read this book, because I saw that there were two volumes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm pretty sure I'm reading the right one. Even was... I was confused, and I knew how the setup was Mm -hmm. because this is i say it's never been done before typically it's not as i mentioned way earlier typically volume one is issue one you know two three four five yeah but this is volume one and then volume two starts issue one so it's it's very weird Mm -hmm. and it would have worked really well it's it's a popular book people like it but it would have worked way better if it would have been like the free comic book day book that everybody picked up. And then they made them want to pick up, you know, the graphic novel to get a whole story. And then now they're invested. Now they have to put the two together and feel and figure out how, and that's my thing. I'm like, even that last three pages, I'm trying to put them together. I'm trying to see what happened in the 15 years. Who is this ninja? Why are they, why, who, what, why does don't have kids? Why is he yeah. in normal life now? Yeah. He's just a dude. Yeah. So I'm invested. This is a story that I'm going to continue to read. I hate that I, hate that I missed it. I did snag a number one, and there is a number one on the way to Simon's house. I've I've been doing that. <laughs> well, I did it once, but that's kind of my thing. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was the well, thank comic you. book fairy. But like, if it's a book that I feel like we both would enjoy, uh, and I feel like we probably we were something in the future, like Seven Secrets would Seven Secrets blew me away, man. Yeah, it's a it's such a good book. So I and I had the opportunity. It's really hard to find number one. I had the opportunity to get two of them, so I sent one to you. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I love how Whatever. happy the, the <laughs> <laughs> I love how happy the uh, illustrator was with our Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> or what did you say? Miami Vice and Mr. Monopoly Man. <laughs> yeah. Super happy. I was really excited about that. Yeah, no one else was. No one else, no one in my vicinity. No. All right, let's grade this bad boy. It's so hard. I need to pick a book that I don't know about. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I picked this book because of the hype and the hype of excellence. And I hate that I reference it so much. But like excellence was such a letdown to me. So now I'm like, oh, these books are hyped. I have to see if we don't like them because excellence was really hyped. We we weren't huge fans of Spider-Man life stories. Some people say it's the best Spider-Man story ever. Yeesh. No way. And so I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep riding this hype thing. And I'm like, damn, this one's good. Yeah. Damn. I'm glad it's good though. You want to go first? Sure, man. I'm just gonna pick what I always pick. <laughs> uh, I put my hand on my finger on it right now. Okay, I think I'm actually I'm feeling G4 today. That's not burnt. That is like G4. perfect That's, to me. That is perfect. That might be the that might be the ten out of ten. Yeah. Um. I just I really enjoyed the story, and like I said, the illustration is so great. The posing, just the. This guy's understanding of anatomy. I mean, they all understand anatomy, but he's obviously watched a lot of Kung Fu yeah. movies. And like spatial awareness and like how it fits in with the environment. I agree. Just like this. So like being someone that read old comic books with just square panels and square mm -hmm. panels, sometimes it'd be long rectangle panels, but it wouldn't be much variation. Right. This really took liberties with that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, didn't even matter. Like, whatever. I feel like they illustrated it and then just put the panels around whatever they were drawing. And, yeah, and I could really appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I don't know if that's what they did, but that would be really cool. It would be cool. I just gave them an idea. Yeah, cut the check. Cut the check. I'm going E5. 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 All right. All right. I want more. Okay. I want more. I'm into it. Uh, you just want more in general. Not, just general. not you wanted more out of this. No, I just want more okay. in general. Like it was so good. Like that, that was toast. Give me another piece. <laughs> give me another issue. Give me, another, give me another volume. And we might review volume two since it's technically volume one. Mm. Eventually. Uh, this was the first time reviewing an original graphic novel, and after after reading halfway through, I was like, "Damn, we just we've got to this groove of like breaking down the issues. This is like we we hit our stride. Now I'm hitting us with like a this is the story." <laughs> when I saw when I saw that there was no uh, <laughs> like whatever you call it, like uh, issue summaries, that's like, uh, uh, yeah, okay, I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way. Even trying like. Because I originally tried to break it down in what I would think was issues, but then it was just like, it just didn't make sense. Because like in between, like issue two would be montage, issue four would be montage. And it's like, that doesn't, what could we really say about that? Right. 
Uh, we liked it, folks. Before we leave, before we circle the drain, we are circling the drain, but before then, I, a few weeks ago, I did not acknowledge a very important moment in my life. It was May 5th. It was the one-year anniversary that Simon saved the podcast. I was so depressed that we closed up shop on the Wednesday pull list because Murph can't stop having kids and his <laughs> job is so demanding. And Murph didn't really want to read comic books. And that's really what I wanted to do. And I was depressed about like not having the podcast. And Simon and I had had a podcast that we were running out of ideas for Mm-hmm. And then so we sort of like just merged the two together. Someone was like, listen, I want to do that more than what we were doing. Yeah. So if you want to bring that back, I'm down. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Like that would work way better. Um, and so a year ago, for two weeks, a year and two weeks, Simon jumped on for his first episode. Uh, you should go back and listen to it. It's so good. I listened to it last week. Made me smile. Thank you, Simon, for it's been a year, man. It has been a year, and it's been a really good year. It has been a it has and I'm speaking for me personally. I know that you have a lot of stuff going on. But it has not been a task for me. It's just kind of like part of my life now. Yeah. Yeah. Same. At the basis of everything, it's just you and I talking, and then we have a comic book that we're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's to another year, hopefully. Next up on the docket, next week's episode. This is episode 99 wow. of the podcast. Next week's episode is going to be episode 100. So, we want to do something special. We want to do a Q&A episode. Back in the day, Murph and I didn't think that we would make it to 10 episodes, mainly because it's Murph. Uh, so we didn't think it would make it. So after ten episodes, we did a Q and A episode, and we were like, "We're going to do this every ten episodes because we don't think we're going to make it ten more episodes." <laughs> we stopped doing that after the first one, which was really cool. We got uh, got some questions in, but I feel like I want to do a callback to that. And a hundred episodes is a big deal for me. Oh yeah, it's a say it's a big deal for <laughs> almost any, especially a podcast. Yeah. You know, there's. So- podcast so and we have just been doing really well and for me it's all serendipitous our past like three episodes have all been over 100 downloads oh wow um and we're about to hit 100 so it's just like a weird i'm just in a i'm weirdly excited about it and so if you specifically have any nerd question just the most random thing not to us or not to the podcast or to us anything you want to know about us you can there's a link in the show notes that you can ask us a question uh, like, leave a message, ask us a question. You'll be played on next week's episode. We will do all the according shout-outs to you and everything, and we'll answer your question. And so in lieu of a review, we will just answer questions next week. Yeah, we're going to review your questions. Logistically, it's going to be an editing nightmare, but <laughs> I have I have some free time, so I'll be able to play with that. Mm. So if you have questions... If you want to be, if you ever wanted to be on the show, we don't really do guests anymore because it, it makes it really long episodes. But if you ever wanted to be on the podcast or show your love or anything like that, ask us a question and you will be featured. Um, I, I, tw- I tweeted it out a f- last week, and because it was supposed to be this week, we took a break. But I I tweeted out last week and we got a few questions in already. Cool. If it gets too crazy. 
we'll just have to pick the best question. So you will be a chance to be featured on the episode, which sounds gaudy, but it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a drawing. Yeah. So if you have questions, if you want to be featured on the podcast, hit us up. We would love to answer your questions. And uh, with that, we are circling the train. Oh, yeah. But but before, before you leave, uh, yeah, before you leave, remember that everything that we review, if Amazon has it, we'll have it on our shop, uh, Amazon shop. We do an Amazon affiliate thing. So if you want to pick it up, pick it up. Um, I was doing that for some of the figures and I'll still try to keep up with that. Um, I usually put the links in the, the actual Instagram photo link. Yeah. Last week and the week before last people were like man or on twitter they hit me up and they're like man i loved y'all's review of the book i went ahead and picked it up and i'm just like hey if you're gonna do that you just go through our go through our website and do it yeah yeah they're like i picked it i listened to y'all's review you sold me i went and got it on amazon uh something's killing the children and seven secrets both multiple people have hit me up on both of those and i'm just like Return it, yeah. buy it through us. <laughs> Finish the episode, man. <laughs> Listen to, we have a plug. Go to our website, wednesdaypool.com. Go to the about me section. And at the bottom of our lovely description about us, there's a link tree, all of our links. TikToks, maybe sh- Instagrams. Maybe we should make an ad. That way people have to listen to it before the review. We should make an ad. You have to. After our 100th episode, we got some plans. After Simon's big show, we got some some plans. My big show. The big show. We got some, we got some plans. This summer's going to be fun. So thank you guys for listening. 100 episodes. Unless Simon and I both die, we're going to make it to 100 episodes next <laughs> Knock on wood, man. Come on. <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, man. We're circling the drain. Simon's going to talk to you. Yeah, as always. We'll see you guys next week.